today's podcast is presented by Boachella, a Coachella-themed boat party featuring an incredible excursion on the St. Croix River with two bands, a DJ, bottomless food, and drinks. Boachella is looking to be the turning point of this already historic year. So come celebrate with us in Stillwater, Minnesota at 12 p.m. on Saturday, August 8th. Link to the tickets is in the description of this very podcast. Let's make history. Let's get weird. And let's get after it. Today is June 23rd. We have ourselves on the podcast with this outdoor excursion. Decky Ruins, how are you? We're doing great, Andy Six Iron. Um, yeah, we, we kind of took a, a shot at the dark and tried to do something new uh, this week. Uh, we got our producer together. with We, we got back with Ty. We um, actually had Jay Christensen come and film and... Uh, he ended up just coming out of the podcast. Pretty much this whole podcast is with Jay. Yeah, I'd say it's Jay's podcast. It's Jay's podcast, but yeah. it's also our podcast. Uh, <laughs> of course, it's our podcast. Um, but anyways, it the the cool thing about it is we just kind of said, all right, we want to do a completely off-grid podcast. We want to figure out how to record a podcast anywhere. Don't need an outlet. Um, so we got a generator. I got a generator from work. Uh, we got like a 100-foot cord. We went to the Mill City, Mill Ruins Park, uh, right by Stone Arch Bridge, and it was amazing. Like... Uh, had people walking over Stone Arch Bridge. We had all this like night. We had this nice little setup down in the park, and we had people walking on the bridge overhead. Stone Arch Bridge. And to give you a little perspective here, the bridge is you know 100 feet above us, mm-hmm. and we have our poster laying flat on the ground, not really thinking that the people on the bridge will see it, but just because it had been a cool drone shot. And it just so happened that people would pass by and see us down by the park, and we're like, oh my god, what's going on there? And then see our poster, and then just continuous chance of back pocket boys was the coolest thing yeah it was the coolest thing uh definitely Hopefully the audio picked it up yeah audio definitely picked it up and yes the audio will be a little different um to compared to a normal in-studio podcast as it is outside so just keep that in mind when you're listening it's a phenomenal story we catch back up with jay and all the great stuff video production he's been doing uh during these covid times Compliment you in person for those series of videos you did on Minneapolis, St. Paul, and then the hybrid of the two. Just so cool. Sick. I like I like that you called it the hybrid of the two for the Minnesota one. Yes. The Minnesota one I actually put together, started putting together in October, and then it turned out to be just whatever. Like I had some good shots, but with all the stuff that I shot this winter and this spring and putting it together in the full film, I thought it was a great way for everybody that's kind of bumming out staying inside right now to like realize hey like we have a beautiful state and cities here like and you know it's unfortunate that we at the time we couldn't really be out and about in the city but we knew you know we'll be back soon and for the time being let's just look at all the great memories that we've had here yeah um i'm curious i'm like how how much did you have to go out and produce and how much did you already have backlog to do that whole series yeah me and um mike welsh who i do all my drone operations with we you know right when lockdown started um 
we knew they were going to turn the blue lights on throughout the city to commend all the you know police officers nurses anyone in blue and so we went just to go get a few of those shots and then we realized like there is literally nobody downtown right now it is as empty as it's ever been and then we started thinking like historically has it ever in its existence been locked down like this and this is the first time we're able to see all this architecture this whole city in its nakedness as it is without people and most of those drone shots you're not allowed to go and get when there are people there because then you're breaking the rules you're flying over people so when there's no people there we can go and get those angles um so like on a day like today we wouldn't be able to just go fly in some of those same spots because you know plenty of crowds and traffic but uh, and then it just turned into you know we had a night with the full moon it was beautiful and then we were like let's just keep getting more shots and um and then a lot of the shots of the stadiums like u.s bank stadium target center those i had already had um you know in prior years we shot the interiors of those and then once we saw all these empty streets we looked at all, all this footage of these empty seats of the stadiums yeah. and it really fit as like a whole project they kind of blended together and it showed all we have to offer all the memories we had and we just got to bunker down and hope we can get back to all those amazing stadiums and venues soon absolutely man the one with the uh the saint paul saints i think that was my favorite one that seemed like you shot it that so the Saints, the same the Saints one was we got we talked to CHS Field and they had seen our Minneapolis video and they're like oh we'd love to be in your St. Paul film so when the lights turned on yeah they had a and and that's the thing is St. Paul is trickier for drone operating than Minneapolis because St. Paul the St. Paul Airport is downtown there okay so there's a lot more restricted areas there and we couldn't fly our drone in this in CHS Field or around CHS Field so that shot is so far away and we're on a 50 we're on a zoomed in lens because that's like as close as we could have got to the stadium without being in under restricted airspace so gotcha. uh but yeah it was it, it was somewhere you know they were down to be in it and we were like just turn the lights on and we'll you know toss that on and it was a very simple for how it affected the film it was such a simple shot to get to really um showcase all the venues st paul has and and then once we were making the st paul one we took it from more of a look at you know how it is in this corona desolate state mm -hmm. and we took saint paul and we that was more of a learning experience where we wanted to like look into like what are all the amazing companies brands and teams and venues that make saint paul what it is because i'm a minneapolis history nerd but i'd never looked into saint paul and saint paul is insane like i learned a lot while we were shooting it and we started incorporating all these older sound bites um, I'd gotten from the Minnesota Historical Society of all these old, like old Ham's beer commercials. Gosh, I was curious old, how you got those sound bites. Okay. And and uh, yeah, because the you know obviously when we're having the Minneapolis Miracle Call and all those in the Minneapolis video, you know those uh, are those are something we can just ask the Vikings and Timberwolves can we get permission to use. But for a lot of the older stuff, you know, there's no. It's so such old content that they make it. Uh, most of it is uh, public um, domain, okay. so you can use that stuff uh, so long as you're not directly profiting. So if you're directly profiting, then you got to get like some weird permissions from like 3M and AMS and all these companies. But gotcha. so uh, how many like people? So you posted that video on your story, and I feel like first because you always post like the five or six different stories where it all kind of combines together, and then you post it on your page. 
And I noticed, like, right when you posted on your page, like, it felt like someone just grabbed it and then just blasted it off to everybody. Well, and all of a sudden, everybody had it. Yeah, and that was the thing is I actually, up until uh, these videos, I'd never posted on Instagram TV, which is, like, you know, as a filmmaker, that's what I should have been posting. I truly thought, you know, I always posted square format on Instagram because I was like that it looks good or it's a cool aesthetic. Mm -hmm. But th then I realized like, there's probably could have been a lot more viewership on other videos that we made if I'd just been posting on Instagram TV. Cause that's the thing is somebody, you know, grabbed it and then it started getting shared. And, and I learned like, okay, I'm never gonna not post on Instagram TV again, because that's, and you're seeing the video in its entirety, which is the important part. So, right. um, so yeah, so straight up, like those projects, they meant a lot to me just cause you guys know, I love this this met metropolis and i uh i will live here my whole life guaranteed yeah um, you always say that to us you're like i love this city so much i'm never leaving i'm like really you don't want to go like explore and then come back a little but like this is always home base you know yeah, okay. it's a great home base to have like you know here we are at the end of may and we're about to experience the nicest three months there is to know and the humankind so yes. uh we made it you know that's the thing it's, it's a work ethic i think like you worked hard during the winter to like suck it up and it was kind of you know you're you're in the streets and you're like man like oh it's another snow like snow on the roads driving sucks like but you work hard and you suck it up and you sit back and wait for these months and then it just turns into beautiful right. yeah and that's a great parallel to like i know you well enough to know that when you created those videos it wasn't for it to go viral it wasn't to get all this recognition you created it because you're like i want to highlight these cities people are probably stressed right now people are probably struggling i want to give them some type of like hey look at what we actually have like at our fingertips i'm just going to create it and see what what comes of it and then it goes and it takes off but that was not necessarily your intention so i just love seeing like you know you putting in the work just because you love the damn thing and then people know like people can feel your work and that's what actually makes it go and take it to different places most definitely and i think one of the coolest uh feedbacks i've gotten on that was on the minneapolis video i'd used uh hubert humphrey is the guy doing the speech yeah. at the end and hubert humphrey for those of you guys that only know the hubert h humphrey metrodome uh hubert h humphrey was like one of the biggest political figures in minnesota history a big civil rights leader and he um you know had left a huge legacy in minneapolis and st paul and in the words he's talking about it's from a 1968 uh national democratic convention speech about the vietnam war so he's talking about the vietnam war but i started listening to those speeches and i was realizing what he's talking about with like we're facing a crisis here at all it's you know it's relatable to what's going on right now it's just instead of us having to go fight somewhere we're at a war in our own homes. You know, we're stuck at home having to fight a similar concept, just, you know, no guns and stuff, but. Yeah, and I know, so it's funny that we're all here right now because I, mean, we, I planned this outdoor podcast back in March and still kind of playing out to the whole We didn't know if it was like chill or not, but yeah, here. Right, yeah. and like, you were, you were like, yeah, there's just a lot of frustration. Like as we continue, I think we pushed it out like two or three, maybe four times and every time you're like, yeah, just frustrating because I have so many clients and so many different people, such as like finishing up that Gamhoff video and uh, um, maybe a couple other people and you're just like, yeah, it's tough to just hunker down and hold in. And now I feel like we're, at the, we're finally to the point where it's like, kind of got a little bit of sense of freedom. A little sense of freedom, keep staying smart. And I think the biggest thing is we just got to realize like, 
all right, like we'll slowly work our way back into what life was once like, but we just got to be smart. But, yeah. what, but what I was saying about uh, Hubert Humphrey, though, yeah. is yeah. is uh, that was um, really cool to see that his his grandson sent us a message saying, like, I saw this video. I had never met he had you know, was born after Hubert Humphrey passed away. And he's like, I never met my grandpa, but this was such a treat for our family to see this for the Humphrey family. And um, that was like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. No, no doubt that was like the coolest comment I've ever gotten was he got to witness that with his family. And, um, and then, you know, RT Ryback, the mayor of Minne- uh, former mayor of Minneapolis was like reaching out and saying it's awesome. Amy Klobuchar, Amy, Amy Klobuchar technically ripped it, but it, it's fine. It's totally fine. I just like, it, it's like, it's like, I, I'm happy. Well, well, the only reason I'm, it's all bright and stiff. Sick. There you go, dude. Yep. There you go. Put those on. Oh, you, you have a, you have an extra pair, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, hey, you're looking fast, bro. Yeah, it's like a $12 dollar cop. Yeah, it's clean. Those are 20 bucks at Walmart. They bought them last week. These were 10 bucks. No way. Yeah, 10 bucks. Yeah, tight. I know we're using your camera for photos, but you can take photos with your uh, phone. I just, I want to capture this beautiful moment before it's too. Uh, cheers, man. Cheers, fam. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers. So good to have you, dude. Thank you, Jay. Always yeah, appreciate your work. Yes, I, uh, I, honestly, I think that, you know, like, even just being out here right now, like, we got to just do like, we should just live stream the podcast from the drone the whole time. And that, from the drone? We could live stream it from the drone. How could you do that? It has a setting where you could live stream to Facebook or you can't live straight straight to Instagram. You let's, can go do, to, let's go to, you, let's go to Facebook. You can Please go to YouTube. You, YouTube. And then it'll, the audio comes from, what is the, it comes from your, literally like, so if you have your controller, the audio of your controller is like so if you're holding the controller the phone is just taking your audio obviously it'll be a bunch of buzzing and stuff (laughs) um but i think i think that would be sick like see if ask your fans say hey back pockets fam do you guys want to see all of our stuff be live streamed via drone (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we know a guy yeah um and then uh oh and i was just saying amy klobuchar like it's so funny just because, like, I- I'm really happy that, you know, like, like I'm just happy Minnesota people are seeing this and being, you know, happy about it and, like, taking pride in their yeah. Twin Cities. So that's all I care about. But all my, you know, associates and co-producers that I work with at Rally Studios, like, they're they're all like, dude, she ripped your video. Like, you got to, <laughs> you could, like, ask her to cease and desist and, like, and, uh, and I didn't care, but I just... It's funny because technically what she did, like another politician, uh, I believe it's Congresswoman Omar. I, I don't yes, she, Omar. she she posted it, too, but she actually reached out and like said, hey, can I post this? So yeah. it's it's funny how like she did it the right way. We're, we're actually trying to get you on the podcast. She, she, wants, she's at, she doesn't reach out to us saying she wants to but people in her circle have said, well, dude, maybe I'll just tell her, hey, like, just, uh, you know, you posted oh, the video. <laughs> you, well, she already posted it, and so she owes us a favor, and she needs to tell the world her back pocket stories. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So what's uh, what's what's kind of coming up now? Because, well, maybe, maybe you already touched on this, but so you had kind of stock footage and had some footage with Minneapolis. 
it got so much hype that you're like, okay, now I'll make a St. Paul one. People were, yeah, right away, people were like, make a St. Paul one, and me and Mike looked at each other, and we just laughed. We're like, ah, St. Paul, lol. And then, but then, but then, I'm, I was wrong about St. Paul. It is one hell of a city. It's, it's got, you know, a little different feel. It doesn't have these, like, big, crazy venues and sports all the time. But, uh, but yeah, we made the St. Paul one, and then with the last of the footage, we, oh, yeah, sorry, fam. And then, uh, yeah, pretty much... People were like, go do Duluth, go do Rochester, go do all these other cities. And they were like, well, let's just, you know, do Minnesota. Because that's what, that's what will be the over-encompassing one yeah. for all of them. Uh, and then, so yeah, just finished that. And then right now it's big time YamFam music video. So Which one is that? Is that for an unreleased song? No, 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 no. It's released now. It's Wow. It, it is Wow. Yes. yes. Wow yes. is... Wow, the jam. It it's is jam. It's so good. It's a jam. And, uh, you know, it was really hard on all of us realizing, like, well, we already shot 50% of this music video, and we're just going to have to sit here and see if when we can. And, you know, just the other day we finished filming it. It is looking like my like the best thing I've ever shot, like, in terms of, you know, we had great production value. Uh, some of the scenes are in their live show at first half some of it's in target center we got them in there um and then you know a few like mystery stuff that you'll find out but uh and yam house you know they they did a good job like staying like you know it's hard for all artists right now because they can't go and have concerts they had to cancel their palace theater show and that was a big bummer for them but they've been able to just you know look forward and be like hey we got this like they're staying afloat better than ever yeah well, yeah, we keep hitting their uh, booking, you know, that if you take it to a place like and she's like, right. nope, still got concerts, nope, still got concerts. Like, so they're going to take any concerts off their summer balance, right, before their summer uh, Rolodex. And I know they were, they're going on their in-close world tour, right, around the uh, like southern southern part of the United States. Yep, they got a lot. Which I still think they're doing that, right? I, I guess so. I, I guess that'd be I guess that'd be something that I didn't even ask, but I... I think they're on a level right now where they're, you know, they were able to hunker down and they were able to create a lot more stuff that even I haven't heard yet. And so I just, I just think that, you know, most artists hopefully use this time to, to find that similar, um, you know, setup where you can build a foundation, uh, like start new, get outside your box. And hopefully it comes to full fruition now that, now that we're in summer. Shout out to Yam fan. Those guys just work so hard. Yeah. I, I know they care about each other and they just want to make that that next leap. Because they truly dominated the sandbox when they uh, played at first half in December of 2018 and just sold the damn thing out like with two months prior to even the show being uh, being played. Uh, so I'm, it's just awesome to see their success. I'm stoked to see this music video for a while too. Because when I listen to that song, I immediately texted Lars and I was like, you got you guys experimenting on your sound every single time you do it. It shocks me. And it's like just so impressive. They're they're just they need to be known worldwide. They I do. want them to they be do. known. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, and it's it's I see uh, so many of these artists that, you know, it's all opinionated. But there's some artists out there that I just feel like aren't really giving good messages like are kind of lame and stuff. Right. And, and like Yam House, like it's like, how is how are people more impressed by like uh i guess i'll take some shots takashi dude you already read my mind it's like (laughs) how does that guy go and set the record for most views on a hip-hop music video ever in 24 hours how does he go and do that on house arrest 
Uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody's like, oh, he just got up house arrest. We have to watch this video. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it's sad because it's like, you know, he's just sitting there talking about like, look at me. I'm a boss. Like, you suck. Like, and, it, and then Yam House is just trying to inspire younger people. And it's like, damn, I really wish they could get that kind of publicity. Yeah. But I think you look at it kind of change your lens from like video views and impressions or uh, just the, the overall knowing. Like, uh, we just hope more people know about Yam House because we understand that the, the few and small between people that they're inspiring right now, like when I say few, that's thousands. Like, that could be great. And we know that the more they grow, the more they do it the right way, it's just going to take 10 minutes. And I just never realized that it takes a long time to build something that you love to do. Science like that market and what we're doing is not going to blow up farm. It could, but it's not. There's a very, very small chance that it could. But the, re- the reason if it would is because we consistently do stuff like this. We're just happy. <laughs> like out, we were on our way here after like scrambling to go get these chairs, scrambling to go to get this and that, and get everything ready for two thirty. And then I'm like, we're driving on our way here. I'm like, we're literally doing all this just to sit down and talk. And we're all doing this to make it. it Broken this joke or whoever, like it didn't matter. Like you know, we're we're still doing it because we absolutely want to do it. And I, I see that same thing in Yam House. You know, that that like that buy-in of their most dedicated group of people that see so much inspiration from them. That's only going to take Yam House to the next level. But how cool is it that they can do what they love and inspire other people to do what they love and just continue to grow? Like they're not stopping, just like we're not stopping, and they're going to just continue to grow. It's, it's, it's the it's like a hero it's a hero journey. It's a hero journey. It takes a long time. I just didn't realize how long it actually takes. And technically, like the more failures the better, technically. Like you you gotta fail a lot, like, to, to see it. And I I'm sure Yam House has had their fair share. Sup fams? Sup fam. fams. People in the Back pocket boys. Back pocket We're getting uh, shouts from the Stone Arch Bridge. Pretty cool stuff. Spring break. Spring break. <laughs> Spring break. That was fucking lit. That was really cool. <laughs> that was awesome. I wonder if that guy knows this. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Now he does. Yeah, now he does, right? Holy cow. Some call us, the Back Pocket, and Metro Mugs uh, as a conglomerate. We Some call us the pioneers of drinking things that's not coffee out of a mug from gin and juice to you know your dirty monkey to just simply water we're drinking everything but coffee in our metro mugs exactly and with that we would love you interns to please do the same send us a picture of you drinking your in quotes coffee out of your mug we want to be yeah we want you to be a part of this absolute dynasty that's to come here and we want you to join on the ship right now so head on over to Metro Mugs, get yourself a Metro Mug, join the Back Pocket community, and use promo code BACKPOCKET for 20% off. Sorry for the interruption, I was just lighting my first ever soda scent candle here in the studio to really enhance the aroma. Absolutely, it was, uh, I got nervous um, when you lit it, I was. I didn't know what you were actually lighting, to be honest, I, I didn't know we were trying to set the studio on fire or whatnot, but you know, now that we have this candle burning... It's the, uh, what is this one? This is the North Shore candle. Candle, it's, it's nice. It, it's really nice, and in, I didn't realize how bad our studio actually smelled until we lit this candle. Right. Now that guests are going to walk in with the North Shore aroma enhancing this environment, I'm really, really excited to bring in the top-line guests to see the, their smiles on their faces. Absolutely. So a little bit about Soda Sense. They're a, uh, a local Minnesota company who are hand uh, handcrafting all of their 
um, candles with natural soy wax and crackling wooden wicks with a guaranteed burn of 55 plus hours, which, you know, each one of our podcasts is about uh, one hour, which means we got 55 podcasts that uh, this candle is going to last for. Pretty stoked about that. If you guys want to get in on the action with us, uh, get used code BACKPOCKET uh, for 20% off your first order at SodaSense.com. That is S-C-E-N-T-S when you spell sense, not C-E-N-T-S. So don't worry. So just just know about that. But regardless, the link is in the show notes to purchase. So I would love, since you're the Minneapolis historian, we're sitting here in the Mill, Ru- Mill City Ruins. Mill yes. City Ruins. Yeah. Mill City Ruins. And... This used to be a hub for, um, what would you mention, like flower um, transportation from in, out of the city into the city? Yeah, so so we're on right now, this is the west bank of the Mill City ruins. And like, this was like the up and coming, like, you know, it was the fight against the St. Anthony flour mills on that side with Pillsbury over there. And on here we have gold metal flour, which, you know, it, that's the, yep, you see the sign up there. And, mm-hmm. Um, and so there was just a big flower war. It was a flower war. Who, which side of the river can produce more flour? And the west side was just killing the east side. And but the thing is, so you have all these major cities like New York, Chicago. Everything's back east on the east side of the river. So it was much easier for these east flour mills to transport all those goods to the eastern United States. But over on the west side, the st- this is before the Stone Arch Bridge was here. They, they were like how do we get all this stuff? Like, do we just take it in little boats across or like, what do we do? And so that's when James J. Hill came in and said, hey, like I, I'm gonna expand this railroad system and we're gonna create a bridge across the Mississippi for all the commercial goods to go across. So this bridge today is a walking bridge, a pedestrian bridge and everybody, everybody loves it. You know, it's a great place to take a lady on a date. Yeah, yeah. Uh, senior photos. Senior photos. Even wedding photos. Wedding photos. Mm-hmm. We, we have a full on Oh, yeah. yeah, you can't you can't walk throughout here without seeing like at least ten photographers. Right? <laughs> uh, and now and now a group of podcasters. <laughs> exactly. So there's there's so much history here, and it's uh, you know, and actually for a while there was, the Stonehenge Bridge held no purpose. It wasn't even a after you know the railroad industry was dying. Um, there was a point where they're just like, well, here's the bridge. It's here. There's there was no walking over it. It was still like a old track over it. And they oh, were James J. Hill. James J. Hill built this. a railroad. Built a, it was a railroad okay. in the late 1880s. They started building it. And there's some awesome photos. If you even look up James J. Hill Stone Arch Bridge on Google, there's like sweet photos like that are like taken up there and it looks exactly like you know it does up there. And like it's just insane to see that, you know, at that time during the Industrial Revolution, he's like the one to Make put Minneapolis on the map because Minneapolis would not have had all this success uh, in just ten years. They tripled in size because of this bridge, so they wouldn't have had this kind of success if uh, you know if that wasn't created. Because then the rest of the United States now was eating the flour from Minneapolis, so that's why we're the Mill City, fam. And, and yeah, and, and it's just now it's to a point where it's a beautiful walking bridge and. Uh, we got like the tunnels that used to go up into the flour mills. That's where their sewage came out of up in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got history surrounding us and people come on down here and like appreciate it. Just like meet up into James J. Hill. That guy put us on the map. That's very cool. 
Yeah, I think you had just said it not We were like the number one producer of flour in the world. In the world. In the world. And and for from the 1880 to 1920, yeah, it was like we were technically. I'm sure there's weird variations of how you for sure tell this, but essentially we were feeding the, we were the biggest food producers in the world for, for that span. And I'm sure there's like weird, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, like, uh, if, cause they, that, that's, well, that's a hard, it's a hard stat to like, like a hundred years ago to get that stat. It's like, so officially actually no. Yeah. But, but that was, that's, that's exactly right. So, you know, when you're eating your Pillsbury biscuits these days, just remember that that Pillsbury was like one of the major ones that started it. And now it's Artist Mill lot, or Artist Lots uh, at A Mill over there in Pillsbury. So right. it's a residential area. Yep. Yeah. So like you people are living in a historic flour mill that like started it all. I think that's super badass. It is. It is very badass. So how does it work with like what happened after 1920? Wasn't there a big falling out? Well, I mean, the Great Depression in 1929 was what really like took everything over. Uh, the the flower capital of the world ended up going to Buffalo, New York. Okay. So Buffalo took over as the flower king, which is kind of lame. Kind of lame. Yeah, yeah, wings too, dude. And and so yeah, pretty much. Uh, He's taking graduation photos. Oh, that's what it was. I said Instagram, yeah. Grad, grad, tags. Yeah, I can't imagine what it'd be like to graduate this year. It's like, yeah. it's like you, I had all those years of academic work, and then you can't go out on your own terms. It's like kind of. Yeah, my sister just graduated actually this year from high school, yeah. and drove through her school to graduate from Walmart. And she told me that it was like it's a little lighter now, or some people are like half grad parties and stuff. But I mean, for the last. Think about how much fun your second semester senior year was. First semester, terrible. Second semester, out of this world. Like out that's this world. world. It's like cause then you're like, all right, I am gonna get it. I'm gonna get a C plus. I'll be <laughs> fine. Yeah. I'm gonna get a C plus. Like Party in college. Yeah. I'm in college. I'm gonna now enjoy the time spent with these friends that since kindergarten you've been with and now you're all going to Colorado, California, everywhere. Getting out of here and uh and it's to me, it's like I can't relate because we're obviously not graduating right now. But I really, my heart goes out to those kids because it's like, it's like they're in the sports aspect too, like those sports seasons, not being able to finish that, like, and even those basketball, like basketball and hot or hockey. Hockey got to finish. Matamidi won the state champ. So yeah, right. Throw it to That's a, was that the first time in a while? Or first, first time, time ever. ever. First, first time, time ever. ever. We were there. We were like at a bar the night that they won. Yeah, we went to, um, what was that, Bohemia? Bohemia slash the real, the truck stop, truck stop bars over in St. Paul. We were with Matt Aaron and a bunch of the mock guys, yeah. uh, Josh Kerner. And yeah, I, and I gotta ask, how much of a legend in high school? And I know you were a legend in high school, but how much of a legend was Matt No, I was, I was super lame in high school. You were super lame in high school. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> super lame, dude. But Matt was awesome because Matt literally, like, he just kind of went um, with the flow of not really caring what people thought about him, and that just made him the funniest guy around. So, yeah. like, yeah. sounds about right. Uh, great moments in lacrosse with him. Great moments in football, and um, yeah, he he had a pretty bad injury in high school. So, like, I feel like he could have like been a beast, but he had a little setback with uh, senior year of football. I remember he was like hurt and stuff. So, but yeah, he's a legend and stuff. Absolutely. So what's kind of on the come up for you then, uh, now that we're kind of entering 
become a little bit of a post-COVID era, things are starting to loosen up a little bit. Like, what are you most excited about? What's got your fears? Well, it's mainly the Yam House said it, but the other thing is there are a lot of people reaching out about, you know, shoots right now, but a lot of it's kind of interesting, like, parameters because some of our bigger clients, you know, aren't, we're not, we're not going to be doing big traveling shoots this year because, you know, that, that whole industry is uh, going to be hurt. They don't want, like, a set of 30 people to film a commercial this this year. So I remember when we filmed that um, a little thing for the beginning of our kick, the kickoff for our year of podcasting, you were saying how you were down in Florida and you were filming, like, the, you had to edit out, like, palm trees and stuff oh, for a so car dumb. company. Because they didn't want any of the trees in their shops and stuff. We're shooting Kubota, <laughs> Kubota tractors in Florida, <laughs> That's what it was. in Florida. And it's like, here we are Here we are in a field of, you know, just straight palm trees everywhere. And this, um, you know, the client is here on set with us. And he's like, yeah, so we're, we're trying to make this look uh, national. So we don't want to show that it's only in Florida. So if you get palm trees in the shot, we're not going to use that. So now we're, ta- like, getting in our little circle being like, have to edit out these palm trees like and it got to a point where we just we just kind of realized all right if you want palm trees we'll make it so all these drone shots i'm filming like straight down at the ground <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> like yeah um so that was interesting but yeah a lot of so like a lot of stuff in la right now for film wise is completely shut down so some of the downfall of it's a bummer this year i won't be doing as many like no Kubota shoots or like bigger companies like polaris kia like those probably won't be happening, but T-Mobile has actually needed me to work on a few projects for them. So this last month, I've been we've been shooting T-Mobile commercials here in Minneapolis. So nice. because they just can't do that in Los Angeles right now. So uh, so yeah, the only thing is they don't like. I would totally get you guys in the commercial, but they're all like, we need diversity and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so you it, can't work with the white the white the white media podcasters don't necessarily. There's not few and far between of us, you know. For sure, I'm the majority. The majority, absolutely. So, um, are most of these projects you're working on, are they like 30 second commercials? Yeah, I'd say a good good handful of them are. Like, because, you know, Rally Studios, that's like the team I work with now. It's where yeah. I'm studio out of. And, and they, they've been able to do projects from like Hormel commercials to Kia commercials to. So that's uh, like C- your specialty. Specialty is. There and and that's like the, you know their specialty that I've come and learned from them how to like formulate that kind of video. I'm more of my specialty would be like the music videos for Yamhouse and making like sports films and things yeah, of that yeah. nature. But they're they're amazing at just really good looking uh, commercial work, and it's and it's like partially uh, you know something where they are getting new clients, but they've been able to hold clients for the last five to ten years and. Uh, Cool. So, like, when you go, like, I want, I would love to dive in on how to actually produce a professional commercial. Like how many days are you filming for to grab for these thirty seconds? Oh yeah, like Kubota, we were there for like a week for like thirty seconds, and like, uh, it's it's pretty wild because there's so many people on set that you know have a role, and there are those that do have their roles and play their roles well, but there's also some people just standing there that are just like. No, shoot it over, shoot it over. We can't have, or, you know, like the art director's there and like this guy's driving a tractor and he doesn't have his ear protection in. And it's like, oh, legal team is going to check in on that. We have to have ear protection. Let's take the last four hours we just shot and reshoot it. And so it's like, those, 
So it's like those kind of things that there is a lot of like, like, you know, the way I look at it, it's like, oh yeah, we could just a day, we can shoot a 30 second commercial. Like, let's just take a day. But there, there truly is these weird aspects to it where it just takes a week. It takes like, it's so, it's so new to me and I'm still learning it, but that's just how the industry rolls. It's interesting. Like the idea of perception, like the reason they're all saying this stuff is all perceived, like how this massive million, billion dollar company it's so funny how, like, the newer companies and the people that I is very to me that I didn't like this. It's like the more you show me, the more you tell me about, the more I'm interested. So the more authentic you are about your 37-second commercial, the more real you are about it, the more you, the less you care about your perception, and more just focus on the delivery of who you really are. The more I actually. Yeah, no, that's that's like actually awesome to hear. Just because that's what I wanted to like try to get these rally fans like to see is like I think you know there is corporate people out there that like, no we have to have it all clean and nice looking. But I think adding this creative comedic level to commercials is like a no brainer. So like the stuff I'm doing with McQuaid with his Lacroix stuff, like I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, it's like that's something that hey, you were about to bring that up. Yeah. Was, yeah. Sick, dude. Anyways, continue. Uh, here. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's something where, man, if I'm sitting watching TV, I'd much rather see something along the lines of McQuaid having his little dancing. And, yeah, hit me up. And I would way rather see McQuaid dancing in the rain with Lacroix, and you know, some sort of creative story to go with it. Uh, you know, rather than just like. Oh, a slow motion shot of some water pouring and like, you know, drink Miller Lite and like, you know, and like a light. I think there's so much potential with how you can work with these commercials and somebody could sit there and maybe it's not perfectly like, you know, you're selling Kubota tractors or something and, and you have to specify details like lease for blah, blah, blah. And like, you have to do those things. I get that. But there's got to be a happy medium where we can start having these commercials be something that somebody's like, Oh, commercials are hot. Like the same way for the Super Bowl. People are excited to watch commercials for the Super Bowl. And that's because that's the competition of everybody's like, let's throw away the rules. Let's make something awesome and creative. Right. And and it's the most successful commercials that are out there. So mm-hmm. I just look at that little bit of sample. And I think, man, if you could really just start getting that more of a wide scale thing, these companies are going to see way more viewership, way more, you know, because, like, how many times have we seen just commercials where it's, like, the simplicity of it? Like, like all, like, restaurants, like, you see slow-mo food shots and, like, yeah. it's like, yeah. And these chicken nuggets fall on moisture. We, we get it. You hire, you pay, like, 100000 for a guy to, like, shoot really nice slow-mo shots of your food. But why isn't there, like, a sweet story that you can make a 30-second little, like, comedic thing on? Like, I think, and I'm not saying you have to go comedic every way, but comedic, like, that's what makes you guys awesome is you guys are freaking hilarious. Like it's, it's, it's something where it's got to meet in the middle. It can't, I understand it can't be commercials like what I do with McQuaid where, you know, it's like the LaCroix flamboyant. There's, there's like, just what is he even doing right now? But sometimes that's what people like. Sometimes people are like, what is he doing? Like, yeah, right. Well, I also think there's a, a shift in the medium, right? Why does everyone throw their best creative talent at the Super Bowl? Because it's the most viewed thing ever. Like that's, Everybody watches the Super Bowl every single year. Um, for the same reason, like why you wouldn't put a lot of ad dollars to putting a commercial out uh, on like 
build your broadcasting channels where like your budget you want to it's budget in versus like eyes right I, but still to your point like i think instead of looking at it that way where it's like money in to an ad to, and then to just kind of create awareness why not be more creative about where you place your ads and how you place them? like i think we brought up wendy's you know wendy's has the meat wendy's the bacon hanger you know wendy spends money on showing you slow motion food if they're shot during a, a football game on saturday but what they also do that I actually appreciate more of them is they have an, a hilarious Twitter. Their Twitter game. Oh, yes, awesome. yes. Their Twitter game. Was that? Was Bert? No, I was on the phone. I think you had an emergency call. Yeah, we'll shake it up and down. Trump, I, I was just wondering if you're okay. Yeah. In all serious, guys, my heart just started to race. Who was that? It was 911. They called back. Local police. Yeah, local police. And they called back saying, is everything okay? This is Donald Trump. Just checking if you got your check. <laughs> just seeing if you got your check. Oh, you have the 1200? No problem. Continue on with it. Yeah, we're like, whew. All right, dude. Hey. Wow. At least I knew exactly what was happening because I've accidentally done that same thing. If you hit like your top your your volume button like five times in a row it automatically calls time like that. It's just like pushing it down a couple of right, yeah. but crazy. But what, hey with Wendy's though, the one thing that's super dope about that dude is uh it's they're playing off of their freedom of speech. They can say what they yeah. want to say. Yeah. And now we understand we get it. Like people say the wildest things now we see so many different messages out there that we can take a step back and realize, hey, we know if Wendy's gets a little like on edge about like they're pretty specific and harsh and like oh i can't believe they just said that like that's hilarious like there's the leniency to do that now for companies because we know you're being funny we know you're not like really trying to call people out and start beef on twitter we get that you are there you're marketing and you're just trying a new way of it and i respect that a lot i do too yeah i think i think barstool does it one of the best and i I, we've grown up with barstool i mean granted they've been around for 17 years but We've known about them for a whole decade now, and they're they're the they're some of the ones that do it better than anybody else. And uh, it's just it's a, it's crazy that like we have all these social platforms that allow a personalization of a billion dollar company like a Wendy's. So like that's I th- I feel like that's just kind of at the root of what we're saying is like yeah for Rally Studios to kind of dump uh, dump and pump like or pump and dump all kinds of videos all the time because they're getting paid for it. That's just like the that's the medium that you guys are in. You're trying to say, hey, there's a totally different medium that's going on that's creating this different content. Why not try that content in this old medium and just kind of be the, the unique people in the space? Let's see what happens. Who knows? Yeah. No, and being unique is special. And that's like nice, good quote. Hey, <laughs> hey, and I'm saying it because like we are trying our best to show, like I'm saying we as in the four of us, 
are trying our best to show our true selves and that for what's unique. It's not like we're overdoing anything to like be this um, ostentatious like thing. We're just trying to be us to the like to the max and like allow people to see that true self. And when you create something for McQuaid, and I believe it's for his wedding, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and we were just like one day like, man, the flowers look so pretty right now. Like why have no, we man. why have we never noticed these hibiscus blooms or these dogwood trees or whatever like these dogwood trees man they be i didn't even know they were called dogwood trees fam like mm -hmm. uh and so we saw Holy them we're, I know that. yeah we saw them and we're like all right we gotta shoot these somehow so we because at that point we'd only been waiting to do this lacroix film at his wedding because mcquade's fiance was nice enough to let us crash the wedding with this lacroix film so he's gonna be all like at the altar in his sick dopeness You're and, and, and and i really hope LaCroix like it'd be really cool if they like sponsored the wedding and just sent us like a castle of LaCroix or something like that'd be kind of sad. Have you have they reached out or anything? No I mean they like they really did like the film where he was skating on skating, Wiper like yeah. they, they love that but you know they just said oh my gosh we love this this is amazing and that's it they just said they right. love it so they on. and, they, and they, that's okay right because like they they see it they embrace it whatever but really the true memory is between you and LaCroix like no one can break that no one can beat that and you guys put forth the effort to build that bond and, and just when we shot that like you know even though LaCroix didn't want to do anything and that's fine we were able to you know learn and work on a new project plus Michelle Kwan saw the video and then Michelle Kwan came out to Minnesota to shoot with us so something did cool come out of it is like you know I remember we were probably in like kindergarten when Michelle Kwan was like a, just ripping it up at the Olympics and right like, um and yeah, it was like she just like slid into my DMs and was like, "Can you do a film of like that for me?" And I was like, "Yeah, it sucks because it's it's snowed since then because it was so cool to see how the, clear it was. Like, it's very rare, and I don't think I've seen it in my life. Where I think that was the first time where it you see right to the bottom, it was thick enough. There were like ten kids skating out there the night before, so I was like, "Oh, if there's ten kids, McQuaid's way will be fine out there." And so, <laughs> and so yeah, and we we got out there. And you know what's crazy is we were literally filming that for like 20 minutes. We just shot for 20 minutes wow. and it gets a lot of viewers got Michelle Kwan to see it. But we worked really hard on uh, this newer film and like nobody really cared about it. So it's kind of funny how you put in, um, you know, some some minutes in one film and it does a lot better. And then you like, like oh, let's work really hard on this other and it just doesn't do as good. So. But either way, it's a memory of McQuaid, and right. we, we love LaCroix. We're going to drink LaCroix till we die the same way I'm going to live in Minneapolis till I die. So, uh, yeah, I, I never have a bad day when we're making LaCroix films. Amen to that, brother. Ty, how are you doing over there, brother? Really hot. Appreciate the sunglasses, fam. Thank you for the sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. I'm here warm out here. I think I'm getting a little color. Good. You're fresh. You're off, man. You're going to be fucked up. I, I was off. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so like if you, if you don't have a shirt on right now and you you get somewhere, is that like you kind of strap it in the It's good to be back. Wait, today, today's the first day? Yeah, yeah. first day. So cute.
<laughs> We're cherishing this moment. It's a big moment for us. It's so funny. What's up, fams? Fellas, spring break 2020. Welcome to the Freedom Tour. Freedom Tour, commence. The back pocket. Yeah, it's. Of course, it's. Yes. Yes, we're live streaming on YouTube right now. If you want to see it, we're on YouTube right now. Tag us, Back Pocket Podcast on Instagram. You're beautiful humans. Love you guys. Look at this. We're grabbing new. We're grabbing new listeners just by co- having a conversation outside. Uh, so with, yeah, that sparks my my question of what does Back Pocket need to do more of? And now that we're doing this, like you and Jay, you challenged us to do something like do something like this. Ty, you've been with us. You understand what we can do and what we want to do. Yeah. I'm curious from your guys' perspective, like what what else? Just podcasting alone, or even just like being the back pocket guys, what do you think we can do to do what? Like that's super cool. Like one person walking across, a flock of people walking across Starnard Bridge, being like, "Hey, what the fuck, you guys doing?" Yeah, I'll listen. I'll listen. <laughs> How can we do more of that? And what situations can we put ourselves in to allow us to do more? I I think you, this is like like obviously here in this beautiful Mill City ruin is a great start, but I think like the on location podcast is awesome to me. Like I told you guys back when I first was on that I am not a podcast guy. Like I just never had really listened to too many before. I only like a few here and there. And mm-hmm. then in the you know time from then till now, I realized like how sick like the podcast world is in terms of how many people get inspired every day. And then like, uh, and then just like seeing random people like that I run and do that. I, I don't know that you know them, but they're like, oh yeah, you listen to the back pocket. I'm like, wait, you guys know the back pocket guys? And then I'm starting to realize like it really does have, you guys have coverage of influence to um, a lot of people that I never thought knew you. So uh, and then I realized like there's gotta be ways like, you know, sitting outside on a beautiful day is a great way to do it. We gotta find ways to incorporate the drone. Um, I'd say, I'd say like, like Bocella type stuff. Like that kind of stuff is insane. I wish I was at Bocella last year. I see like all the photos and videos from that, and it looks like the coolest time there ever was. Right. Except for the guy that lost his drone. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd I'd say the challenge for you guys is probably not to change a thing in terms of, you know, Declan's out here just with his shirt off just because he wants to get some sun and rays and stuff, and like <laughs> maybe maybe that's not like the PC way somebody would broadcast to somebody, but it's, that's how he does it. And it's, you know, it's your guys' own style. So I'd say the style that you guys have stick with that, like hardcore, and then just find little things here and there that can keep expanding, like where you guys are, who you guys have. And, and I love the, the versatility of who you guys have. Like, even like when you guys were doing the Devonis guy, like that was awesome. Cause it's just like, I love Devani so much. <laughs> I want to know about how, and, it, and I never would have guessed, like, all those years wondering, hmm, what was Devani's, like, how did that get all started and all right. this? And it's like, I never would have guessed that there would be people like yourselves to sit that guy down and get the info out of him, of like, what his awesome story is. So, because Devani's isn't something like, oh, you don't have, like, the Domino's Pizza Pounder in here, but Doc Devani's is such a sweet, awesome restaurant that, like, I want to know what's going on and you guys are the guys to like get those guys in call out all the people with interesting stories to tell sit them down and you just you lead the way oh, I love that. thank you Jack yeah, yeah, I love that I, I, I do that talk about a lot like, sort of, um, 
It's really hard to like tell people how good something smells when you're like you're listening to it. You can't like audibly explain how good something smells. Right, especially when you you light the candle to kickstart a podcast. It sets the mood. Everyone's kind of on the same wavelength because the candle's been lit, but it's hard to like you know, verbalize and and like help the listeners feel that. Other than saying is lit. That's about it, right? Like, I hope everyone knows that, like, when you light a, a soda sense candle, Travis Scott somewhere says it's lit every time. It's without just, without fail. Without fail, it's proven, guaranteed with every soda scent order. Get yours today. If you've never ordered a soda scent, shame on you. First off, but second off, no worries. Promo code back pocket get twenty percent off. What's your favorite mug in the house? My favorite mug is the one that's clean. That's it? You just want a clean mug? Well, if it's clean and it also has the back pocket logo on it, that's pretty dope too. Right, right. That's ultra clean. That's the cleanest of types of your favorite mugs. That's shiny clean. Yeah, yep. yeah. A dirty back pocket mug would kind of suck. Uh, but at the same time, I'd probably use it if it had a Baby Yoda logo on it. Right. So a dirty Baby Yoda coffee mug would be better than any other mug in the cupboard? That's correct. Okay, yeah. I think everybody else should also get uh, our featured back pocket mug right now at metromugs.com the baby yoda mug is 20 percent off right now if you use code b-a-c-k-p-o-c-k-e-t for 20 percent off that's back pocket metromugs.com I mean, you, you might want to call it that. More of a jog walk. Hey, <laughs> I love it too. Jog. Been to? yeah. I've been well. COVID free, living the dream. There you go. Yeah. I'm assuming you didn't see our Instagram post saying to, jo- <laughs> to come join us at the Mill City. Yeah, but I ran. I ran. <laughs> Literally ran here to come uh, participate. Yeah, I gotta get on. Yeah. yeah. I saw those glasses and I was like, man. I want to look at myself in those glasses. And if you're jogging or running, these are the glasses you need. Absolutely. Also, I started posting about these like two days ago, and people were like, oh, these are my running glasses. I was like, since when? These are, I've always been running glasses. I, I just thought they were pen friendly. They're beautiful. And I, I think like both your guys' mustaches too. Yeah. Stop COVID from getting in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, dude? Yeah. How's, how's the last six weeks been? Man, um, crazy. I was in Mexico, made it the last day home before they shut the border down. So that was uh, kind of a fun little adventure. Sold my house like a few days later. Um, started working with Ben B from Woodshot, making yeah. those face shields. Yeah, the PPE masks. So, yeah. yeah, I went from uh, five to 300 and some employees in about two weeks. So I learned a lot about business. Mm-hmm doing that um that was done in like six weeks and then um, back to kind lips full time and it's been fun yeah congrats to getting with um ellen on the ellen show and being oh. part of the gift bag thank you yeah that's incredible yeah it was really fun hopefully you know it's kind of unfortunate timing how uh, all this happened yeah a lot of momentum got the wind got taken out of the sales but okay. we'll get it back yeah but real quick speaking of momentum you're like a famous superstar in japan no comment. <laughs> you are that. The last time no. I saw you, the last time I saw you, just for context, I'd like you to fill in the blank here. But the last time I saw you was 
you gave us like 106 time limits for our back pocket season three live show. Right. And we were just hanging out, chatting, catching up in uh, right outside your house. And you're like, yeah, I'm about to head to uh, Japan for the for like the winter or like for that the holiday pretty much. Like, yeah, I'm doing really well over there. Like, people love kind over in Japan. So, how was it? Yeah, amazing. It was funny enough. I was just thinking about Tokyo. I'm on my run. I was like, because I know that they just announced that it's like doing really well with COVID and they want to, they're opening it up. And I was like, I should probably go back there and, and spend some time because I need to go to a restaurant pretty soon. Yes. Yeah. I feel like Tokyo might be safer than Hudson. Right. Hudson's open. A little concerned. <laughs> right. A our, tad concerned. Yeah, our roommate was like, yeah, I'm going to Hudson tonight for dinner. We're like, so you're going out to get hammered at bars or what? I had a good buddy say he thought it was Nashville. He said it felt like Nashville. There's people singing in the bars. There's people everywhere in the streets drinking. And he's like, avoid it at all costs. Right. Like, I'll let so, it sit for two weeks, see how it turns out. And then, down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How have you guys been? Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, we've just been kind of conquering COVID in our own way. I mean, now that it's kind of simmering down a little bit, there's a little more opportunities for us to uh, get more people on and whatnot. But it has been so much fun, man. Just being able to, like, we, or we it's, it's really just like grasp the opportunities within arm's reach. Yes. And that's what yes. we've like been trying to do, whether it's like hosting a yoga session in our backyard with the right amount of people or doing a workout in front of US Bank and having one of our buddies come film a drone session on it. Doing like just some mini things where we can, you know, interact with the people we care about and yeah. do it in the in the right way, the ethical way, yeah. but at the same time continue to push this cool brand that we've been yeah. trying to build for four years. I wouldn't say little. Yeah. yeah. I would say big. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, and I've seen all the stuff. It is, I'm jealous that I don't get invited to these workouts. <laughs> I want to show up there and I'll make you guys look good by uh, oh, yeah. my no. inability to work out on, extremely Josh, hard. Great, right? But yeah, I would. Uh, really I need to. I need to. I need, I need more. That's, that's it. <laughs> Let me just make sure we're recording. Yeah. Oh my God, we're recording. But I wanna, no, I was oh like, I need the opportunities to get us out of my uh, little condo and, and yeah, work out. Sure. So. I know, and I know a couple places, uh, smaller places have hit us up and said, hey, we're going to start doing workouts again if you guys cool. join. So. I'm not uh, I'm not mentally tough enough to, to do the jump in the cold water. That's uh, that's hey, not my thing. We're but, in uh, the big pool up north and we're going to fill it I saw my boy and uh, your guys' uh, boy as well, Jason Coons, dipping his head yeah. head first into tanks of water now, so he's elevating he is his elevating. game, right. I think. He's, <laughs> he's raising the bar. Raising the bar. He's doing it anywhere and everywhere he can. <laughs> Coonsy. We were just talking about Coonsy. Was it his birthday just recently? Was that? No, uh, no, it wasn't. Okay. I've known him for you know a lot of years, and he's yeah. been a, yeah. We've been really good friends. Stood up in his wedding, and uh, yeah, he's one of my he's one of my boys. So gotcha. yeah, amazing great. human being. We went to Tony Robbins together. Yes, walked um, across the poles. Yeah, cool. yeah, we did that together. That was, Can you explain to me how that works? Because we we're like around the fire, looking at the fire. I was like, you know, Tony Robbins just gets people walking across, right? Like, how does that how does that all work? It's basically just like pound your chesticle time and just like, it's like you just slammed a, a vodka Red Bull. It's like he gets you in that mindset where you're so pumped to do whatever you got to do okay. and you just do it. Got it. And you okay. just walk across. Yeah. Wow. And it, it is scary for a second, but then once you go, it literally, I think I saw one, one or two people that stopped and burned their feet. 
But it didn't make sense because like one or two people burn their feet and a thousand cross, no problem. So, however that works. Yeah, I'll, yeah, the science yeah. behind it, kind of your own. Yeah, but so, it works. So, so you're back with Congress now, you're originally, you were, during COVID, you were helping make the space on switch up? Yeah, so we kind of, yeah, I was kind of in charge of getting the labor and putting, doing the, building the face masks, putting them together. And uh, they did more of like the sales and uh, sourcing materials. And so that was a whole new skill set that I got to learn. And um, I feel like this whole time has just been, what can I do to improve while I have the time to do it? Yeah. And you know, how can I make our website better? How can I improve the efficiencies that we have and, and what areas can we grow in? And because there's a time and sales haven't been great. So um, gotta take advantage of it. And, whatever we can with what we can do. Been right. reading a lot more. Reading's been helping. Um, so anything I can do, I'm getting better at my Spanish. I've been doing some Duolingo. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Duolingo. Yeah. Yes. Not so. a sponsor, but maybe a sponsor one day. Yeah, I think it should be. Yes. Duolingo. You heard it here. Duolingo, not to be confused with Duolipa. We love Duolipa. What's Duolipa? Duolipa's a singer. Okay. Yes. I, yeah, awesome. <laughs> she rocks. She does Bully supporter. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. That's awesome. But so, um, so now you're kind of transitioning back to China. Yeah. Uh, what's kind of on the come up for you right now? We just got um, in with UNFI. With UNFI is a distributor, so they're starting to put us into different grocery stores across the country. So that's mm -hmm. really cool. So we're seeing some big orders, um, and then working on some larger influencer deals. And um, I think we're gonna have a really phenomenal fall. You know, summer's not a not a great time for lip balm salesmen. Right. So, Ooh, it's too warm. Too, too warm. warm. Yeah. And so I think fall is kind of what we're gearing up for and fall and winter of 2020-21. And I think it's going to be huge. Awesome. So I'm really excited. I can feel a completely different energy now with the business than I did a year ago. So that's so great. Yeah. It was funny. We were just at a cabin and uh, I was cleaning up and like some little girl was like looking for her stuff and with where her stuff was, she had her time. Nice. She had her time. Kind of so we, like, here we go. We all need that reminder to, to speak kind words and um, yeah, be as well. That's amazing. <laughs> what is the, okay, so this is not random time, let's jump up here. What is the most kind act you've done or received during this quarantine time? I have a few. Nice. And, and I, I, I feel like I don't feel right talking about it, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel authentic because I think the things that I did were were kind of special to some people, and oh. and, I, and I feel like I just that was just between us two. That's so, right. but I, you know, one thing that I did yesterday was I was actually I went for a run yesterday, um, and I was running back down by Starbucks by Whole Foods, and I ran by this guy, and he was just sitting down there on this bench, and he looked really sad. And I made it like another half a block. And in my mind, I was like, man, I should just go talk to that guy. And I stopped and I started walking and probably was an excuse because I'm sure close to being out of breath too. So I um, started walking and I was just like, kind of this struggle with like, man, I should go say something to this guy. And, and I was like, nah, that's just whatever. And, and then the thought came in my head, like, what if he was gonna commit suicide tonight? And I really took it to the, like the extreme level. And, and that like stopped me in my tracks and I turned around and I walked back over and just and I'm and I'm introverted, so this is hard for me to go do that yeah. stuff. And um, I I just started a conversation with him, asking how he's doing, and, and, and we talked for like 30 minutes. Had a really cool. Just got to listen to his story, and he talked about how long he's been living downtown since '91. So like an original 
original Minneapolis downtown gangster guy. And uh, so it, it was just super cool to be able to connect with him on that level. And, and then I left there and I was like, I think that was the right decision. So it was just funny how I was able to, you know, just listening to what your gut tells you to do and, and how that can be kind to somebody. So, and I felt good about myself doing it as well. So it was a win-win. That's amazing. Way to take the time. Yeah. That's awesome. And I got to catch my breath too. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I hope we're not taking time away from you. No, I'm going to let you guys get back to talking. I'm glad I could drop in. (laughs) And uh, yeah. Oh, so good to see you, bro. I'm all sweaty. Of course. Of course, bro. So good to see you. Thank you. Yeah, you're the man, Josh. Let me know whenever you guys want to get together. And yes, yes. Let's I'll actually, hopefully be in a little better shape by that. Yeah, oh, real quick, interrupt, Josh. This is Jay. Jay, I think Jay, I met Josh. you once. Yeah. Were you? He shoots drone footage. Okay. Across. I know I've seen you somewhere, yeah. but you've definitely seen his videos all maybe over social. Maybe it's been online or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> Did you see the Minneapolis video by chance? Yeah. 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 You work with uh, Mike. Yes, I can. Yeah, so I know Mike and Phyllis really well. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so I've known Mike. We used to go to church together back in Substance a long time ago. So I knew him, and we've done a couple different events together. And, yeah, that's probably how it was. Yeah, me and, me and Mike have, in the last four so, yeah. years, everything we do is I saw like, work-wise is together. Cool. Yeah, he's such a phenomenal dude. So He, he was the first person to be like, you just like edit work with me. I'll let you use my gear whenever, and it just turned into a perfect partnership. This is a, this Dude, is a success. Awesome. Do we have well, the audio? That, that was that? sick. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Josh. Awesome, yeah. Josh. Run out of here. Keep running. <laughs> <laughs> Keep running, Josh. <laughs> and don't ever stop. <laughs> Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams, Josh. <laughs> I'm just gonna play with all the sweat on my leg. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh that is cool. That, that is and, cool. And that actually, that's like, I think you already conquered a challenge just there. Like the fact that you guys did this, that's what you get out of it. Somebody's running that you've already known and they come in, like they just give you their sweet word. Like, yeah, crazy. Right, did crazy. you did you guys see him up there or was he? No, oh, Andrew saw him from over there, which is a good there. 75 feet. That's impressive that you see him. He was running on the yeah. elevated. He was at least 50 yards away. And I was like, that's Josh Newman. But I only saw the back of his head. Yeah. I can tell by the running form. You have never seen him. It's his personality. Oh, that's so good. The, the, the summer for back pocket should be like the summer of locations. Like, I feel like you guys should just be like on. And, and dude, like, let's go in Target Center. Let's go in, like, yeah. let's go in CHS Field. Let's go in, like, cool, like, uh, just places where, like, you know, maybe like Tim Wolves are practicing behind you, and you're just back. Yeah. Well, I was also thinking just like more nature spots like this is just fantastic. Like the fact that we can go remote now, like we can just go totally off grid. Right. We're using our own energy from the generator. That generator costs like, granted, it costs like a good chunk of change, like three fifty one bucks. But it's a quiet generator. We put it fifty feet away. Got a, a nice board. Gets you your power. Four hours. Hopefully, it doesn't cut out on us. We lose everything that way. Yeah, to me that was incredible. It just I didn't know who you were like you guys like Josh is Josh well, it's just a buddy, but the fact that that guy is that guy and he came and just gave you guys some awesome words, I just wanna see more of that as and I think you guys as fans are gonna be like all about like the idea that that guy just genuinely came and just 
podcasted it up. Like, I don't know. I, I was amazed the whole time. I was like, gosh, this, because at first when he sat down, I was like, oh, it's just their buddy. But then I was like, wait, this is a guy they've had on here before? And <laughs> he was on before you, dude. Dude, that guy, he, he seems like he's got a pretty cool thing going. Like, he was on the Ellen show and all that. And yeah, that. he's a product. Yeah, he was originally in real estate. He was the number one real estate guy way before he went to all you dominated kind of like luxury area condos apartments here in Minneapolis and just was like I, I don't love doing this anymore I'm not providing enough like true like passion and life into the individual across from me so it was like I, I want to start something new and we went through the process of like creating a lit bulb and he created Timeless and uh, he'd been doing it for maybe a year or maybe just over a year when he came on our show in February last year and uh, since then, he's been able to become like he, he uh, uh, put his product in the Ellen Show, and uh, I mean he's just a genuine dude that cares about like making a difference. And like, and as he articulated to us, he cares about us, which is even cooler. Um, and he's much older than us. I mean he's he is in his forties or something around those years, and he can see what we're doing. And that's always something that like I am shocked about. When someone um, likes taking people, <laughs> looking like a goober. Wait, wait. Yeah. Lame. Yeah. Lame. Propped up. <laughs> I know. I'm always shocked when, like, something that Declan and I do can resonate with someone who has done something, like, and put much more work into life than we have. That always shocked me. I'm, like, sitting here at 24 years old. I'm like, wait, you're at 40, and you can see what that, like, our knucklehead antics actually are like following our dreams type of thing. Absolutely. That's yeah. what, that's the same thing that I noticed too. I was like, wait, I have 35 year old friends that listen to the back pockets. Like I, I was, I was like, wait, I thought this was just for people of our age, right? But, but you guys are no age, you know, there's no barriers with age with you guys. Like, I think, I think something that is insane is that Declan just took a piss. And <laughs> also that, Risky. <laughs> And also, yeah, just that, uh, yeah, like, you can be 15 and resonate with this stuff, and you can be 40 and resonate with this stuff. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's what it's kind of been so hard for us. Someone, someone the other day asked, like, or asked us, like, are you guys a pick one lane and go as deep as you can to dominate it, or are you guys a mile wide and an inch deep? And I was like, you know, we are, like, we're a mile wide and but at the same time, like, not a lot of other people are doing what we're doing. Andrew and, always, Andrew and I always look at each other and say, we're the only ones doing it. We're the only ones having two-hour con- two hour plus conversations with anybody and everybody in Twin Cities. I don't know anybody else is doing that. It's it's like a interesting form of networking that, like, yes. f- 15, 20 years ago, this type of networking is unheard of. But it's like, and now, like, everybody wants to listen in and everybody wants to just run up and be on and like it's uh, <laughs> um it's really cool and like yeah even like because you guys are hitting home obviously with you know 24 year old age like people of our stature of course like people love that but to see that guy respect you guys to see like all these other people like really wanting to hear the messages even like when you guys have had like gabby on here on this show like i thought that one was awesome because gabby's gone and like done her own just whole platform um, and it's, it's really cool because I see what kind of she does and like that kind of resembles like how you guys have your platform here. Like it's, it's really cool that 
this medium wasn't a thing 20 years ago, man. It wasn't. No. And it's, I mean, and now that it is a thing, like, we always make fun of ourselves, but yeah, we're just like one of the millions of white guy podcasters. But we genuinely love it. Like, I think it's just a fun thing to do. And yeah, but the funny thing is, is like, as much as I love podcasting, like, of course, the one thing I'm trying to focus on every day is just like building that, building it, building a brand that represents like myself and Andrew as much as we possibly can. Because, you know, take away the podcast tomorrow, who are you? What's what's going to happen? Or who do you become? And I don't think I've changed a, a damn thing. I'm just glued down on the conversation or, or we're supporting the actual conversation. The actual conversation. Right. And that's why it's, when you said broad networking, like that's really what it is. It's just been able to, this podcast has just been able to connect us with everybody in any other way. And I, I love it. I think it's just the best way. And it's like the networking you want. There's people that are like networking and it's like, some somewhat like almost like bugging networking like there's people that are just like forcing relationships out there you guys are just like well we're gonna talk about some stuff if you want to join in join in and you know lingo with us but uh tango with us well lingo well because lingo is like i guess a cool way of saying like we'll like converse about some dope shit <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah yeah lingo Lingo with us because tango is like a little. I don't think you guys are actually doing tango stuff, but um, <laughs> um, we actually refuse to dance on TikTok. That's yeah. one thing that we're we, specifically will not do. Good, for you, good for you guys. That's it. I don't think too many people are uh, seeing it that way. Yeah. I, what about like is, is TikTok something that you guys see that as like a very sustainable? Is that going to be around for a while? Yeah, feels like it. Yes. Because what about of, Vine though? Vine was such a quick little. They break. didn't have the advertising money behind it because of how they, how they produced their content. Six right. second videos. They just didn't have a lot of ads or anything to keep it. If you think about the best uh, TikToks and it's all they they chant like the songs that they place inside their system are all 15, 30, and 60 second bits, which are exactly what TV commercials can be purchased at. You can buy them at 15, 30, and 60 yeah. second slots. And you have to then, and TikTok provides a library of music that you can select. And if you fill up the music, it gets uh, circulated more productively through the algorithm. So they're asking you to be a commercial. And now that they like just have that uh, platform system wide, advertisers want to be a part of it because yeah. like, oh, I'll just do a 15 second TikTok and I'll just give Jason Derulo X to do this. And then it'll go, it'll just be basically like a buying a TV yeah. spot. Yeah. Like, imagine like your SoundCloud rappers that you used to film. Imagine if they had a song that everyone could dance to. Yeah. They've done it in a way that is highly sustainable. So that's yeah. why Deck and I have challenged ourselves to do a TikTok of it. I think it was a part of the like, different the whole stars was so cool when it came out though. Vine was like, yes, this is awesome. And then it was like, 
oh man, it's gone now. Nobody does this anymore. And then when TikTok came out, I was like, like isn't that mine? And then and but no, there is like great commercial applications that set you know set the tone for it probably will be around for a long time and not like i i always thought of instagram as being something that'll for sure be here for a long time but then i was like is tiktok just a phase or is that going to be set in stone like, yeah. yeah well i think they all have the real quick yeah. it's it's now 5 30 <laughs> and we started the generator at three at was, two thirty. so it's for sure okay. getting to the point of like scary yeah okay. Yeah, I just want to make I want to make that call. Let's go for like I think we have like fifty more fifty more minutes. I'll let you know. All right, thanks, Todd. Thank you, Todd. So when we're fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just hear the interesting on. Hey, uh, it just died. Spring break. Spring break. Hey. (laughs) Spring break. Spring break. Freedom tour twenty twenty. Freedom tour twenty twenty. Let's go, baby. Wait, those fans know you? Those fans know us. Well, they have two at a time. Yeah. Fantastic it's so easy too. for them to yell what it is. You guys put that there for the aerial view of humans up there. Yes. I thought you were doing it for the aerial view of humans. I was too. Uh, originally, my thought was a drone, and as yeah. people started walking by, I was like, wow, this worked out way better than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it was drone first, then realizing Stone Arch. Yeah. Exactly. Seriously. Drone, then the stone. Yeah, drone. Drone. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, yeah, it. I, I would I would like your opinion on this though because most professional photography is, is wide. It's you know sixteen width by nine five. You know that's the typical ratio of your shooting. But TikTok is completely nine by sixteen. Nine by sixteen. Nine wide by sixteen tall. And so when we were editing, when I was going through and producing the, all the footage that you shot for us back in January for the back pocket season for hype, I found it very fun to try and use those wide shots but still show it in perfect sense. Uh, that was impressive. I was when I saw it edit I was like, damn, okay, so Declan actually knows what he's doing. Because I when I gave you guys the footage, I was like, alright, I'll see what they do with it. And you guys <laughs> actually put a really good piece together Thank with you. with the rate aspect the aspect ratio thing's a bummer because it's like like I was just sharing with you guys, like I for the longest time think I've been doing the wrong aspect ratio <laughs> and and to be quite honest, I feel like those Twin Cities videos, if I posted it all square and not on Instagram TV, I don't think it would have been seen nearly. No, no. And and but you guys have seen the TikTok thing, and you were able to take that, formulate it to your new application. So this era is like a weird era of aspect ratios because what's always been traditionally wide, sixteen by nine. Now we're all we all have these nine by sixteen phones. So how do you meet in the middle, or how do you convert all the way to this new aspect ratio? And you did it. Yes, thank yeah. you, man. And, uh, but I think a part of it is like you don't do drone photography justice if it's vertical. In my opinion, you have to do it kind of like yeah. where you're, you're kind of doing it, zooming out as you as you're propelling or whatever. Like you just want to make sure that they they see the wide shot because that's what makes drone cinematography special. You know, get everything. But I do think there is an aspect of when we're filming with our DSLR, almost every single time when it's on one person granted we need to do wide here because it's both Andrew and I but if it's a single person we rotate it sideways every single time because you can go when you take a when you take a wide shot down to the square of an Instagram or maybe a bird shot it just doesn't look natural enough so when you rotate it it everything when you crunch it down vertically like that it works perfectly so I would challenge you like is there a way that we could turn something 
just sideways, like everyone's seeing here. It filmed completely sideways on a whole commercial or on a whole thing, and just and just see what you do on the on the on the post production side of things because. When you film that way, that's what you're capturing in the vertical sense. So maybe you capture it a different way. Maybe you look at things a different way. Maybe things vibe a different way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weird because humans are freaking vertical. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we all vertical? <laughs> so we work with all these advertisers. Are they thinking about vertical video? If you're working with these huge traditional companies and these traditional corporate views, are they thinking about changing their aspect ratio or adapting it at all? Or are they just like, you know what? Dude, dude, that's like that's a stellar question because straight up right now everybody is what do we do? Everybody like oh, they're, even, they're really like, they're like what the fuck's going on? Well they're like, alright, do we do vertical? Do we do or do we do wide? Like everybody has no clue, including myself. <laughs> I, I, it's so hard because you know, there's benefits to both. You have a square post on Instagram, it fills up more of the screen, more people see it. But then you're not getting, you know, the Instagram TV shares or, or yeah. you know, so these these agencies and these clients that have these big brands, uh, I think a lot of them have, you know, people that are smart in there that are figuring it out. But there's also the ones that are just like, uh, we'll leave that up for you guys to decide. So uh, and I think from 2018 to 2020, these last like couple of years here, like it's it has just been a free for all, but I think next year, maybe this year, we'll see a tone for everybody follows the system. You often find that like these agencies are the ones that are leading the change or the ones that are lagging behind. Because I would think that like these guys are doing like new media in this is who got work. Like this is like no corporations are out here doing podcasting Live stream podcasting right. outside. And so I think about <laughs> these agencies and I think about how just they do traditional public like this is how to next stuff. But then again there's always those fun people that want so you find that they're the ones that are like initiating that change, or are they just kind of the laggers? They're they're from what I've seen, they're lagging. But but then from you know what I've seen that I haven't been a, projects I haven't been a part of, like I'm like oh yeah, like they did that right. And yeah. so but anything I've been a part of, I've been like what are you guys doing? Like this is <laughs> insane. Um, oh and. Real quick, cheers to no no corporations, man. That's, that's, I, I've noticed. I mean, no, not not saying like you know. I'm just saying like in terms of producing a medium or a media, and you're you know you're doing it just out of your own back pocket. You're doing it out of your own like will. Those projects seem to me to be the most fun and the most influential and the coolest. Nobody was paying me to do any of those Twin Cities videos, and it turned out cool. Nobody was paying McQuaid and me to go on White Bear Lake, and it turned out cool. And every episode you guys are doing, nobody's like, I'm going to send a check for you guys to go interview. You know, you know, go in. Yeah, like, I'm not going to send. Nobody's sending you guys checks to go interview, you know, local folks here. Like, but that's what people want. And so I think, you know, right now it is that. It's a weird hiatus of. It's gonna, people are gonna figure out content in terms of how do we showcase it? How do we, do we do it with more creativity? But the one thing that I'm really amped on right now is like, I'm amped on that you guys see that same route of like, let's put the corporations aside. Let's like actually try to be cool. Amen to that. Five. No, I think that might be the perfect so funny to watch you guys like wave from people as, as they're going by. Should we finish with uh, what did you learn? Uh, yeah, circle, yeah circle. let's go. Let's go around we're in the circle. What did we learn? Um, let's see. Who wants to start? Uh, 
Okay. I, I could start too. All right, I, all right. I, I, I just think that I'm just, I'm just amazed by the Josh thing because like <laughs> I like I told you I didn't know who that was and just hearing the respect he had when he want, talked to you we'll see it in this episode like he he, he thinks you guys are awesome and like we think he's awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I just was like realizing that there is no age. There's no age when it comes to what you guys have to say. That's what I learned today. Thank you, Jay. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, I learned that you, and I, this is going to be funny coming from a podcaster, but you don't always need to say something for it to come to fruition. Um, so many times I feel like I have to like actively say something or move and create the situation for it to actually happen. But in reality, like there are so many times when I like truly pause and sit back and the thing still happens or something that I didn't expect to happen that's even more influential, more powerful, even more cooler happens. And it's simple as this situation that we're doing right now, we wanted to have a special guest, Brogan Graham, come on the show and you know that doesn't happen, but we then the person that comes to shoot the cool scenery of what's actually happening comes and sits and speaks with us. That is even that becomes even more influential because you get to talk about the city and you have a little bit more detail behind it. So and that that little example has been applicable throughout the last week. Um, don't always need to forcibly make the situation happen. The more times I sit back, the the more beauty comes up. The more time you ride the wave. Dude, I don't even, I, I know you guys might say something, but that has to be anything that you guys are about to say. <laughs> that's pretty sick. What you yeah, that's said. dope. That Thanks, Jay. I agree. No, I, and I, Zach and I reflect, that's a, that's a two-headed horse. That's right very two-headed horse is what I was going to say along that same line of like, never think you don't have a chance to win. It, we were going into this at noon today, stressed out of our minds. We may not have a guest, but we have all the materials and the people lined up to do something. And I said, how could we win? That was the first question I asked myself, and it was this. It was just like, let's just go out and do it. Let's test it. Let's find a way to win. Let's figure out what we can make of this, and and look what happened. That's really all I have to say about it, because continuing that positive mindset and continually asking the question of how can I win, how can I make the most of the situation that I'm in that's facing me right in the face, that is what I absolutely love. It rewards us time and time again. It's incredible. It's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I would say mine is like sometimes just you know, kind of tell you something, and I guess whatever Stephen made is not, whatever I really realized in this last year, especially in the last few years, that sometimes people are just kind of just sitting out. My internship got canceled, and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, working at a like at a company like all my other friends are. All of a sudden, I've started reaching out and kind of acquiring freelance clients. It's something that I've always thought about doing. It's been a catalyst for people to realize that, hey, this is a possibility for you. And this is something that maybe you should have started earlier. But it just took a global pandemic for me to realize that, hey, this is something that you can actually achieve. Stuff like that. And I think that whatever you sort of think, like, whatever you call it, it's a good reminder to say, like, just do it. I got to talk to you about that. I think you will go. To try it, and if it fails, try again and try to make little adjustments and different things like that. But sometimes I get to take the 
crazy circumstances people don't feel safe in the house, but when it happens, this is good. Amen, Ty. Hey, look at hey, look at Michael Jordan. You thought he was gonna be the Detroit Pistons in the '89 and '90 seasons, and he got destroyed by the Pistons. Came back. Bill Jackson was the coach, and then they win six titles in eight years. Like yeah. he didn't plan. He was ready to beat the Pistons, but no. Yeah, he got the universe woke him up, and he had to go and fight through that. The last dance is the shit. <laughs> so much inspiration. Man. I was in Chicago. Three of those championships. 96, I was zero. 97, I was one. 98, I was two. You and me both. You and me both. Let's go. That's the coolest thing. All right, before this generator runs out, I love you guys.